Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Relatable. This is your host, Teresa Freeman. We speak with Sam Slevin, who was recruited to play baseball at Randolph-Macon. Sam has offered to speak with us each year throughout his college experience. In this first segment, we talk about what it's like to end high school and to prepare for that first year in college. We get specific on playing baseball, how he was recruited, and what he did to earn his academic scholarship. One of the highlights for me in this conversation was our deep discussion about how Sam used COVID as a time to reflect and reset, which positively impacted his life. We talked about how dedication and preparation in both the classroom and in sports made a huge difference and how making trade-offs is necessary when you have a goal you want to achieve. Enjoy this episode. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> uh, thanks so much for agreeing to do this. Uh, I have, uh, I don't, I think I told you this in an email, but I, uh, my poor son who has to deal with me and my business and everything I'm doing, I made him, not made him, asked him uh, when he was a freshman, I interviewed him and a young woman who, they're not really in the same friend group. She's a daughter of some friends of ours. <clears throat> and um, so I've interviewed them every year since okay. their freshman year. And uh, it's been really cool to just see them mature and to see their talk about their expectations and things that they had learned, right? And so then for kids mm-hmm. that are going into high school, right, for the first time, I think it's kind of a cool way to hear right. about at least these two people and their experiences. And they're really different, so they come at it, I think, from a kind of different mm-hmm. way, yeah. different lens. Uh, so my husband was like, you should do this with Sam. (laughs) You should talk to Sam every year and see what that's like, because it's a different, you know, you're, you're a college athlete. And I think that experience of going into that and and then you and I in our kind of maybe we can talk a little bit about our work work together before, but just that process for you. And um, so I really appreciate you being willing to do it. And um, hopefully it'll be kind of cool for you. And um, yeah, definitely. you know, we'll both learn stuff from it. So I think it, it could be really fun. For sure. So putting yourself out there, I really appreciate it. It's not totally yeah, normal. Of course. So maybe, yeah, just talk, we were just talking about this, but how are you feeling about everything kind of wrapping up on the high school side and, and like, you know, how was that like the ending of that for you? And, and I know we'll talk a bit more about like where you're headed, but just the mm-hmm. kind of emotions around that, that part of this. Yeah. Well, it, it all kind of started finishing, I guess, for me through all of graduation and everything at the end of our, of my high school career. I didn't, it never really hit me, I guess Yeah, is one way to put it. But for me, uh, after graduation, my high school baseball team was still playing because uh-huh. we were still in the playoffs and everything. So right. I guess it never really hit me until we finished our season and my team we ended up winning the state championship, which kind of congratulations. Yeah. That's well, thank you, thank fantastic. you, fantastic. And that whole game was kind of bittersweet the entire time. Yeah, because obviously we won, but then that was kind of my last 
ever step in my high school. Like, yeah. So, I mean, that was kind of the start of it for me, the start of the end. And then this summer has kind of just been busy, I guess is one way to put it. Uh, started off by playing a lot of baseball for my summer team. Yeah. And I feel like I've been trying to squeeze as much time as I can with my friends and family, but uh, sometimes it just gets a little too difficult. Yeah. A little overwhelming, I'm guessing, at times, right? Where you're just like, you feel like you're on this clock, right? And it's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, kind of wrapping up and trying to fit it all in. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That is fantastic. That what a great way to end your high school career. You yeah, can't really ask awesome, for yeah. <laughs> much more than that. It's interesting. My um, my oldest son plays soccer, and they made it to, I think the first. Boy, he'll kill me for this, but I think the first or second round. And um, mm-hmm. and he said that after that, like after they lost that game, it went to PKs, which is never oh, yeah. like the way you want to mm-hmm. end in soccer, but. He said when they got back to the, it was an away game. And when they got back to the high school, he said they were all like really emotional. I think it's like mm-hmm. end of the yeah. season, end of the year. Like you're just, and especially the year you all just had, right? With with mm-hmm. the pandemic and yeah. just I think mm-hmm. there's just a lot to it that like, you know, you kind of don't even know that you're feeling and then you're in and it. Yeah. yeah. And then it's sort of all. And it all kind of hits you. Yeah. yeah. And in a yeah. way, I'm like, you know, for him and maybe you, like I think in the sport world, like there's this avenue or a way to have that release right i think maybe a Mm. lot like it's in the construct of something that makes a lot of sense right like where you're emotional and you can kind of yeah have that Mm -hmm. and i just wonder for others that maybe don't have that construct it might be hard to like process and feel those Mm -hmm. feelings right like in terms of yeah definitely uh kind of being able to get through that and go to the next step so let's talk a little bit about the baseball portion of your uh high school career and also just you know, you and I have talked before, but for the purpose of this conversation around the recruiting process and what that was like for you, I think for people that might be heading into their senior year or even their junior year, maybe earlier, right, where they start yeah. being identified, just for from your experience, what, what was that like and when did that mm-hmm. start and what were some of the things that you thought about that were important to you throughout that process? So the main recruiting for me i was kind of i guess you could call me a late bloomer yeah i guess so the recruiting for me kind of started before my junior season mm-hmm. and that was when i was kind of just talking to coaches nothing was really going anywhere and then i played throughout my junior year they were still looking at me kind of talking to me but nothing was really going anywhere and it kind of at that point i was kind of just like, I didn't know what I had to do. I didn't know what I was doing wrong. And the one thing that I talked to my dad about, and I, we were just focused on me playing the best that I can yeah. and not focusing on what others thought of me. Because at that point, it's they're trying to judge how you play and you think you're playing well, but nothing's happening. Mm-hmm. So it can be kind of mentally frustrating yeah. i guess yeah but just sticking to it for me was the biggest thing and then i think my biggest breakthrough was before my senior season that summer that was when coaches finally started coming up to me after games walking with me walking with me and my parents and then i got to go on a few visits 
and when Randolph Macon talked to me for the first time, I think they were probably one of the first colleges to approach me. And they said they liked how I played. They wanted me to go on a visit. And that's all she wrote. (laughs) And then for you, in terms of being approached or when you said you you were a late bloomer, were, were you always someone that wanted to play in college? Did you know that's something that was important to you and, and you had certain goals and expectations for yourself there? Yeah. Um, I think coming from my background, no, I wouldn't say a majority, but there's a bunch of people that I played with uh, when I was an underclassman, freshman, sophomore, and I saw a bunch of people uh, who were juniors and seniors at the time go play college baseball. So I guess that kind of set an expectation uh, of what I wanted to do yeah. in my head. And I guess the idea didn't really form for me, myself, probably until my junior year mm-hmm. is when I really wanted, uh, I really set the goal that I, I wanted to do this. And did you have to be on your own, either with, with, with your parents' help or even you yourself doing it? I've heard you have to be pretty proactive yourself uh, I mean, some people, right, that are in that 1% that are getting, you know, lots of calls and lots of looks. But do you have to be somewhat proactive and and do some research on your own? And, and you're reaching out to coaches too, right, in terms of? Yeah, no doubt. I think that was a big thing for me too because I guess I kind of put it on myself that if these coaches weren't going to make the effort to go see me play, mm-hmm. then – I'm going to reach out to them. Yeah. So, I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with being proactive as an athlete, as yourself. So, I mean, really just, I guess, putting some of it on you instead of your parents and the coaches. Yeah. It definitely, and I think it looks better to the coaches too, if you're the one reaching out over your parents and stuff like that. So For sure. And then what about just given the, I know it's a strange time in terms of the last couple of years <laughs> because mm-hmm. part of that, this, you weren't in school and I don't, did you end up missing a season? I'm sure. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that probably was a factor too for you. Like right when you were starting to get noticed, yeah, definitely. was that really discouraging? Um, yeah. So I ended up missing my junior high school season, yeah. which according to a lot of people is supposed to be the biggest one for recruiting. Uh So it definitely was frustrating, but it kind of opened up a lot of doors for me because during that time, during quarantine and everything, there was really two different people. There's people that kind of gave up and stopped working. And then there was the people that worked on their goal and didn't let this one thing stop them. Yeah. So I guess it was probably just a little light for me. Mm-hmm. And I try not to think of it as a setback or kind of think of it like it, if I had this season, I'd be going to a bigger school right. or something like that. So, yeah, I think everything worked out pretty well. Yeah. So. Relatable is sponsored by Teresa Freeman Associates, your one-stop shop for soft skills development, speaking, coaching, and workshops. If you'd like to hire Teresa, visit www.teresafreemanassociates.com for more information. 
Yeah, absolutely. And we'll talk about that in just a second in terms of, you know, what you're mm-hmm. doing and, and how that worked out for you. I, I'm curious how much being immersed in, in, in being, I know we, we've talked to before about, you know, you're someone who took your academics seriously and then obviously you're competitive athlete. And so how much do you feel like you, you had to sacrifice socially throughout high school, you, you know, if, if you want to play at a certain level or it's it's that much a part of your life, how much do you feel like you had to say no to things? Yeah, um, I think it definitely takes a lot of extra dedication that you probably don't think of. Yeah. And it probably starts in the classroom, honestly. Yeah. Um, not even focusing on athletics or anything like that, but to get good grades in school, you're obviously, you're gonna have to turn down some, to hang in with some friends or go to a party or stuff like that. Right. You're gonna have to stay home and study. And I, obviously with athletics, that's just a whole nother thing. Uh, getting extra reps in, extra work in, extra workouts. It's all really just time management. And you really have to start ranking your priorities. For me, it was kind of just like, how much do I want to go play college baseball, right? Or do I want to hang out with this group of friends for this one time, right? So I kind of just had to rank my options, I guess. And the majority of the time, the baseball took priority. I feel like that's so one. It's a mature view. I think there's a lot of adults that have a hard time with prioritization. <laughs> Sometimes myself included in that. But I, I feel like too, there's something about, and it's not just sports. I think any person that has a passion about something that is important to them that is whether it's academics or art or you know there's like creative spaces where this Mm -hmm. plays out I think any type of interest I think what's important what you just talked about is the the idea of delayed gratification that you know that the work you're putting in now and whatever that thing is it will pay off in that short-term view of I'm missing out because I'm a FOMO person. I have major like fear of missing out. Yeah. <laughs> so it was and I'm a very social person. So it was hard for me to make that choice mm-hmm. uh, when I was your age. And I have since matured mm-hmm. and, and figured it out along the way. But it seems like you tapped into that pretty early, that sense of that you put in the work yeah. and then it, it yeah, benefits definitely. you later. Where does that come from, do you think? Where did you learn that? Probably my dad. Yeah. I would say he's kind of he's always put on this whole thing with all of us kids of working hard at what you do no matter what you do yeah so with his job obviously he doesn't talk about it too often but all of us know that he works so hard at what he does and it's for us for his family and that's kind of like his family at that time was my baseball right now. So he would work hard at his job for us. Right. And I'm, so I'm going to work hard at what I do yeah. to meet my goals, I guess. So. I love that. What a great role model, right? To have that, yeah, to, to be able to have someone to look at and be and see that in action. I think that's mm-hmm. great. And, you know, I think having conversations like this too can help people, right? When they hear about your experience and what it is that you had to yeah. do. So let's talk a little bit about the 
preparation when you were approached by Randolph Macon and, and how that went? Like, what were the conversations? You and I spent a little time working together just as you were preparing mm-hmm. for that interview. So maybe just tell people about that process and what how that worked out for you. Yeah. So the coach, he just came up to me after one of our summer ball games, told me like how I played, told me he'd be in touch with me. Mm-hmm. And throughout that, it was the summer before my senior year. And throughout that summer, uh, we would probably, he called me probably every other week, I'd say. And we just kind of kept up. He kept watching me play. And then... Let me ask, when he would call you, what would he, what would the conversations be like? Is it just like, hey, how are you doing? We're still interested. Tell me, like, were they short mm-hmm. conversations? Or are you talking about your game? Like, what? I'd say the conversation would probably last 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. And I think the purpose of them, they weren't really to recruit me at that time. It was really just to let me know that he cares about me. Uh-huh. He would just kind of call me, check in with my family, check in with me. And then he would kind of just leave it open to me to ask questions about the school, mm-hmm. things like that. So I got me and my mom went up there on an, on a visit. We saw the school, saw the field. And that was, I'd say that, that was pretty informal as well. Mm-hmm. I think it was just an hour and a half of just talking, walking around. And after that, that was when I, I got my offer or okay. what's that? Yeah, I guess. And then I think that was probably September and then October. That was when I fully committed. So that offer is we want you to come play here and we'll mm-hmm. subsidize some of your tuition or all of it, right? To come play. Like there's some, when you say offer, there's, a financial component to that as well as like a like this is a spot that we want to offer you right it can be so the randolph macon's a division three school Mm -hmm. so they can't the coaches can't offer me athletic money i see really all they can do there is offer me a spot on the team Mm -hmm. and then once i go through admissions and all that that's kind of where i can get the money at it's pretty much all academically got it got it okay yeah and tell me in terms of like you and I working together and like the prepping for the the interviews, what was mm-hmm. that like for you? And, and did that uh, help you in terms of those conversations? And, and tell just talk a little bit about that if you would. Yeah. So I think it was once I was officially going to the school, I already paid my dues and everything. I got selected for, I think it was a presidential award and it obviously included a interview portion for the scholarship. And that was pretty nervous for, or nerve wracking for right. me. Never done that before. And I think working with you, I think we did three. I three think sessions. three or four. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it really helped calm me kind of just learn what to expect. And then also, even if that doesn't come, how to handle myself when questions are asked. And I think we had kind of a baseline of things that I could be asked. And I'm pretty sure all of them, or not all of them, but the only questions that were asked were ones that we already prepared. Yeah. So I felt really good about the interview after, and it turned out great. Yeah, that's awesome. I feel like, you know, your part in that, which is not a small part, is the 
the preparation piece, right? And oh, yeah. I talk Absolutely. a lot of, to a lot of people about interviewing for a lot of different like people that are in career transition mm-hmm. or people that are interviewing for scholarships or, you know, there's ROTC scholarships, right? There's all different types of interviewing that happens in the spot that you're in. And I think that mm-hmm. preparation and thinking through that inventory of things that you've done and your achievements and your accomplishments and, and yeah. you taking the time to actually practice and and put yourself out there like I my big thought you know my big lesson or advice on this topic is just like it can be one thing if it's in your head right but when you start to mm-hmm. say it orally exactly, it just yeah. never comes out quite right if it's the first time right you just mm-hmm. that refining of the message yeah. helps yeah and you were great at that I feel like you were a quick study and also just having prepared and knew, knew the things that you wanted to talk about for sure yeah so when you think about this next year, when do you start, and forgive me, spring season, right? So do you start mm-hmm. right away with the team? How does that work in terms of going going to school? Like when do you start working out with the yeah. team? And how, so and... so I go, I'm going up September 2nd mm-hmm. is my move in that. And I don't have an official schedule or anything like that, but based on what I've talked about with the upperclassmen that are up there and they kind of know what the lay down is yeah um in the fall basically all we do is lifts and practice and then eventually i think around mid-october we start um inner squatting just with our own team Mm -hmm. just scrimmage so in the fall we don't have an official season we don't play other schools but that's just kind of our preparation phase Mm -hmm. And then I think probably mid-December is when we go on break. And the normal college break, I think, is I think around mid-December to mid-end of January. Yeah. And I do know that we have to go back the start of January. I think it's January 3rd. And that's when we start our spring training and the season gets going around February. And I, I'm pretty sure after that, it's just you step on the gas and you go, so. How do you feel about going and playing at that level, about it being a new team, like all the newness of everything? What What is your, how do you feel about that? Um, it's definitely uncomfortable yeah. for me. One thing though is that I was a freshman in high school before, so I guess it kind of gives me a little experience at not really the baseball level, but just kind of being the the new guy in the scenario. So, I mean, I think I'm just going to have to go out there and adjust to what they throw at me. And I feel like I'm pretty prepared to do that. Do you know the current roster? Do you know how are you competing for? I mean, I, I assume you're always competing for a spot, mm-hmm. but what what do you know about the team and you know the the current yeah. players? And do you know any of them already? If you'd like to advertise with Relatable, please email us at info at tfreemanassociates.com. I do know, I know, I'm not very close with any of the older guys. I do know kind of there was two or three players that played 
around my area mm -hmm. that went up there a few years before and i've played with them before they're super nice guys yeah but i do know the roster size at randolph macon is pretty large i think they're losing i think 16 seniors this past year oh wow so it'll it'll be getting a little bit smaller yeah but i think right now it's probably sitting around 50 50 people which is definitely large yeah. for a baseball roster. But I do know right now there is a there's a small number of outfielders, which is my position. Mm -hmm. So it'll definitely be interesting trying to fight for a position. And as a freshman, it's definitely difficult. But are you would you characterize it more as you're excited for the challenge and you're ready to take it on versus like the fear of like what ifs right because you've obviously Absolutely. been able to perform at a level mm -hmm. you know throughout the last few years and yeah i would say that it's kind of i'm excited because these past few years i haven't really i wouldn't say that i haven't fought for a spot but uh, just being an upperclassman things yeah. have kind of just been passed down to me so i think it'll be neat for me to finally get back into the whole the grind of trying to get get on the field yeah which is something i haven't really experienced in a while so and then maybe i just have like two i don't want to keep you too i two other questions for you one is just around balancing pressure right so um how you maybe any tips or advice you have for people on both you know in an athletic sense like what are some of the things you do when the pressure's on and and you have to deliver and then maybe the combination when you talked about like prioritizing your time and maybe mm -hmm. between academics and sports and you know what do you just have any you know guidance of of things that are systems that have worked for you yeah. to help with that i would say the biggest thing that has worked for me um probably athletically and academically is just to trust your training because mm. a big thing for me is the preparation piece um and i feel like every time i step up in the field or at bat or even like going to take a test that I feel completely prepared for the moment. Mm -hmm. So putting all the hard work in before the actual moment happens is huge for me because I feel like I've already been there before. Yeah. I've already come through and now I just have to repeat pretty much. And then you made me think of something. Um, it's sort of a tangent, but in terms of that preparation, talk a little bit just about like your wellness, right? So talk about your sleep habits or nutrition mm -hmm. and fitness. Obviously, I would think those are a big piece of it. And have you found yeah. certain things that help your performance? Um, I definitely, I'd say that working hard every day for a long period of time, it definitely kind of stresses you out. Yeah. So I think just things that you enjoy that don't, that don't really have anything to do with what you're focused on that's kind of big with me yeah and i i think when i'm super focused on baseball i think at least for me and i think it's different for everybody just trying to find the one thing that they love to do um for me it was kind of just going to the gym or going for a run or something like that i kind of take my mind off what i'm working on yeah and then definitely making sure that my body is in good condition that's kind of separate from the stress but just making sure that you're able to 
work at a high level. Yeah. So eating well, sleeping well are both huge things. And yeah, pretty much. Do you think that um, finding people that are like-minded, right? That, that you have the same interests, same goals also Mm -hmm. helps with that. Yeah, definitely. And I've already, I've tried to work on it already going into college. Uh, My roommate is from around here too. He plays baseball at Ocean Lakes, which is kind of right down the road. And I wouldn't say that we're already best friends, but we're, we're pretty close. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And he, he's pretty, me and him are both really focused on our goals Mm -hmm. as baseball players and students. So I think having each other around to kind of help push each other is going to be huge. Yeah. It'll be interesting because we do both play outfield. Uh-huh. So we'll be fine for a spot, but it'll be fun. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Um, okay, so let's talk. Maybe I have two more now, two more questions. So one is about your expectations for this next year for yourself. Uh, you know, to kind of to talk about what we started this conversation with, this opportunity for us to talk every year. So mm-hmm. as you think about going into this next year for yourself and – what you expect and what some of the goals are yeah i would say athletically i want to kind of i'm not going to set the expectation that i want to start every game as a freshman but i do i want to contribute in some way in my freshman year kind of just show the coaches that i'm able to to compete at this level so athletically i'm going to do pretty much anything i can to have that one moment or something however many moments I have. Right. And then academically, I think the biggest goal for me is to be able to balance my athletics and everything socially with my academics. And I think in college, the the vibe is definitely going to be a little bit different. I'm going to be more independent. So it'll be definitely more difficult for me to focus on academics. And I think being able to focus on academics over uh, some social and athletic things in some specific times will be huge. Yeah. Do you have any anxiety or stress about going and, and meeting new people and make, like, I think with the, you talked about your roommate and cer- your roommate and certainly within having the team, I, I think that's almost mm-hmm. like you've got built in yeah, opportunities to I meet people. people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I tell people that pretty much, there's eight people in my freshman class for baseball. Okay. So that's pretty much seven other people that I'm going to be spending a bunch of time yeah. with. It's pretty much not guaranteed friends, but yeah, people that I can have to rely on. And I don't know. I felt kind of nervous in the past leaving all my high school friends. Yeah. But I, I kind of feel excited just to go yeah. meet new people so i think that's great i think you, you know it's it's interesting how it happens uh you really do feel ready most people by the time mm-hmm. you get to this point it's it's yeah, it's interesting how you think you won't be and then you get to it and you're like actually i, I if like if someone told you you had to go repeat senior year it would probably be like mm-hmm. heck no right yeah. like there's no yeah, way i'm doing that accident. yeah so i think it's that's great and then when you think about your high school experience you know anything stand out for you if you were giving some counsel to people that are just about to go into that experience or even are in the middle of it what are some Mm -hmm. of the 
lessons learned for you or, or things that you feel helped you, you know, be successful there or helped you mm-hmm. feel more confident going into your, yeah. you know, junior and senior year? Um, I'd say my first two years in high school, I definitely enjoyed them, but I don't think I spent my time as well as I should have, mm-hmm. or not my time, but really my mental energy, mm-hmm. I'd say. I was really focused on the social norm and what yeah. everybody, everyone else was thinking about me. And then I think I did a pretty good job of junior and senior year of just kind of wiping that clear and focusing on myself, but also my junior and senior year, I tried to reach out and talk to as many new people as I could. And that really helped me just kind of, I guess, wipe the social norm from me and stop, really just stop caring about what other people think and being kind to other people. And and it kind of just makes me feel good. Are you, would you say you're a shy person? Like, are you someone that it doesn't come super easy to to put yourself out there? I definitely have to, I guess, get warmed up with people. Yeah. I I like getting to know people before I really open up. Mm -hmm. But I've gotten, it's gotten a lot easier for me to approach a new person and kind of just start conversations. so. So it sounds like, which is not an easy thing to do, but it sounds like you were able to almost not rebrand because that that's a bit of a like a corporate term but that you had a moment where you said i i want to behave differently or act differently or Mm -hmm. have a different experience and then you actually went through with it and figured Mm -hmm. out ways to change that yeah that was pretty much i kind of talked about quarantine being a little light for me and that was kind of the point where i was I had a lot of time to myself, yeah. obviously, in quarantine. Yeah. So instead of kind of getting down on myself, I kind of just tried to focus on things that I could do better for mm-hmm. me. And that was a huge thing, just of trying to meet as many new people as I can, being kind to everybody that I can. Yeah. And I think that kind of just switched up my whole mental attitude. And that's great. it was really good for me. Yeah, so. that's fantastic. It's interesting you say that. I just had a conversation yesterday with some people about it came up a lot yesterday so I feel like I should mention it here just around the value of time to to be introspective and to be self-aware and to Mm -hmm. take stock of what's happening and I think we all regardless of age are moving so fast sometimes that Mm -hmm. you're just in it and doing but when you get time or sometimes you you know you have to actually force yourself to take that time to be introspective and really do that inventory of how am I living? Mm-hmm. What am I doing? What yeah. are the choices I'm making? And I think it can be really beneficial to do that yeah. and to and to listen to those like internal instincts and dialogue, mm-hmm. right? That then help you make other choices right. that have positive impact for sure. Yeah. Well, I'm super excited for you. I can't wait to talk to you again and hear how things are going. I think you're just amazing and i i know you're you. destined for wonderful things and mm-hmm. i look forward to us talking again and hearing more Me about too. your your journey i can't wait i just i hope it's a great experience thank for you. you thanks so much
Thank you, Sam. That time went by so fast. I can't wait to catch up with you again next year and hear how things are going. Your comments about preparation and not caring so much about what other people think are so helpful. I think it's really good to be reminded of that. And I loved the additional thoughts on wellness with regards to performance and stress. Thank you to Missy for producing this episode and thank you to our relatable community and listeners. We are so thankful for your support and listenership. If you get a moment, please subscribe to the Relatable Podcast. Rate us and leave comments. We can be found on your favorite listening platform. Relatable is sponsored by Teresa Freeman Associates. You can follow us on Twitter and the TFA Facebook page. Until next time, this is Teresa Freeman with Relatable. Stay connected.